Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to 94 and More, presented by Bristol Studio. While a basketball court might be 94 feet, we believe it's limiting to solely look at this beautiful game as a sport. In our minds, it's closer to an art form, even a tool through which we can study the world and learn about ourselves. I'm your host, Jake Fenster, and on this podcast, we will explore the game of basketball, not only as a sport, but as a dynamic force that influences culture, builds bridges, and has the ability to shape our national conversation. Hope you enjoy. As always, feel free to reach out to us at 94 at bristol-studio.com and follow us on Instagram at Bristol Studio and at 94 and more podcast. All right, let's get into the show. Today I'm here with Vic. Vic, how we doing? Good, boss. What's up, Jake? So you're getting ready to take off again. You're on your way to Perth tomorrow, right? Yes, sir. Leave tomorrow at 1.20 p.m. Uh, the journey finally begins again. So what is the next, I guess, few weeks look like for you? You're going to be in quarantine, right? Yeah. So, you know, just getting the flight and stuff is kind of a nightmare because of COVID. But if I do get in Australia, yeah, I'll have to quarantine. What, what has been a nightmare about it? What's been going on kind of behind the scenes? There's just a lot of flights going into Australia right now are getting canceled. Um, the exemptions for the Australian borders are at their cap. So a lot of people aren't able to get in. You know, they kind of have to keep it at the number of quarantine hotel rooms that they have available and i guess mm. australia is the place to be right now i don't know you know it just seems <laughs> like a nightmare for anyone to kind of get in it wasn't just you know perth trying to get me there it seemed like other guys that i know in the nbl other americans like have, were having a hard time getting there and the league in general just was having it like it was just a tough go because you know they can't overrule the national government so you know we were just trying to figure out the best flight and flight plan to get over here um and i'm just happy i'm i'm leaving tomorrow because the past couple of weeks, I said, you're leaving, you're not leaving, you're leaving, you know, and all that uncertainty isn't really great for the mental uh, and trying to shut down all the stuff I got going on here. Good thing you got some inside people that were able to make it happen. Right. Somebody, <laughs> somebody had to been working. You clearly, you clearly got some connections out there in the, in the government. Right. You did something right the first time around. Um, so once you get out there, you'll, you'll be in quarantine for two weeks in a hotel. Um, mm -hmm. When does the season officially start? The season actually might get moved back to December, but as of right now, I think the start date is November 18th. November 18th, um, and so about two months yeah. out. Yeah, and that's when everyone's supposed to get um, up and moving, but you never know, right? Like, I think the Australian government and NBL want to make sure that either they're up to 80% vaccination rate um, throughout the country mm. or – the borders are at least open state to state. So they don't, I know I can only imagine they don't want to start the league and have teams traveling um, and going interstate and they can't get back, right? Like there's lock in yeah. a certain state. Like I know Victoria and New South Wales are kind of off. The, the borders are closed in Western Australia. So, you know, the United or the Sydney Kings couldn't come to Perth and play us in Perth because they would have to quarantine for two weeks before they could play the game. It's a lot of hoops to jump through. Um for you then, I know you're joining a new team and I'm yeah. sure you've already been in conversation with the coaches and they've probably kind of been helping, you know, get you ready for this season. But, you know, if those two weeks where you're just going to be in your <clears throat> hotel room, 
are you going to be kind of speaking with the team, having calls with coaches, uh, players? What does that look like from a, you know, a team kind of responsibility standpoint? Like, what are you going to be doing to get prepared while you're not able to actually meet with the team in person? Right. Um, so for the past couple of weeks, you know, since my signing, we've been really on top of, you know, meeting the guys, getting introduced to the coaching staff, uh, the management, and talking about what, um, you know, the team has a new coach. So talking about what Coach Morrison wants to implement into the, you know, the team and what he wants to do on offense and defense and kind of the schemes he wants to run. So, I, you know, I've been really, you know, kind of hands-on with that and speaking to him about that. Then we, you know, we've kind of spoken about uh, my role within the team and, and getting just everyone on the same page, right? Like, you know, obviously Coach Morrison is still in America and he has to um, st- jump through the same hoops I had to jump through to get over mm-hmm. there. Oh, we've been on a ton of Zoom calls, you know, just getting everyone acclimated and, and introduced to each other. And while I'm in quarantine, I know especially like I'll probably talk to him even more, uh, getting like film and, and seeing stuff that that he's familiar with. Obviously, you know, he was on the Celtics coaching staff last year. And I think a lot of the stuff he's he's doing um, doesn't mimic it, but like, a lot of similar actions, right? Like, and it's nothing overly complicated. It's a lot of simple stuff. Uh, so I know I can, I'll only be talking to him and, and getting more antiquated with what, he wants to do within the offense and, and how he kind of envisions uh, seeing me and, and how I want to play. I also got to continue my anchor rehab. So, you know, yeah, I can't so that, that was my next thing was it's kind of a tricky situation for you because you've been, you know, rehabbing, you've been getting your body prepared and now you're going to have two weeks in a hotel room where you're going to be kind of limited with the equipment you'll have available to you. Um, how are you approaching that? Oh, uh, well, Perth is actually doing a really good job. Josh Cavanaugh and Daniel, the uh, physio and head strength guy are uh, delivering a bike, some bands, and a jump rope into um, my room so I can still stay fit and active. Um, you know, I have the plan with my PT and also with the trainer or, or physio at Perth. You know, I'll be in close contact with him about some of the drills and stuff I can do in the room, right? Like, obviously, as we all know, like, you know, the days are long, 24 hours, and rehab may only take an hour or two. You know, workout may only yeah. take an hour or two, so... That leaves me with the rest of the day. So, I, you know, I think every day just trying to find and figure out my routine and uh, what the stuff I kind of want to do. Like, you know, I, I'm going to have to figure out, do I wake up and, you know, get it out the way and then kind of just like twiddle my thumbs for the rest of the couple hours or, <laughs> you know, hit, hit the PS5 or, or whatever I'm going to do. Uh, but this also is my first quarantine. So, you know, I, I kind of mm-hmm. know what to expect. And Man. I have a couple of friends in Brisbane that, that should be able to help me out. It's funny because when you said that, it reminds me of, you know, early quarantine back in March, you know, a year ago mm-hmm. uh, in March of 2020 when everything shut down and, you know, I wasn't going into the office. We kind of like everything had stopped. Everyone's kind of on the same page. Like the world really stopped and no one really knew what to do with themselves. And like, right. what does what business look like? Uh, should we worry about our families and like surviving and going outside? You know, everyone's really kind of going through it. And I remember all I had. I had a girlfriend at the time, so I had that too. But um, my one activity for the day was going to the gym. And that was mm-hmm. my like only thing. I was like, all right, do I go in the That's morning? That's all you can do, right. And if I went in the morning, then I'm miserable the rest of the day because I have nothing else. To, you know, I had nothing else to do. So I'm trying to figure out what to do with myself. And I think that's a, it's an interesting challenge, like a personal challenge to kind of find a way to quiet your mind and, you know, do the things you need to do, but also find a way to like stay excited or stay calm and even about the whole thing and the whole experience. What from your, your prior quarantine in Australia do you think you're going to 
that you you picked up then that you're going to bring to this quarantine? Well, I actually think, um, you know, as you say, you know, kind of quiet your mind. And it's funny, you know, I um, kind of got a glimpse of your uh, workout regimen, you know, Brandon's seeing kind of how you guys were able to try to pass yeah. time. And even with that, garage. like, you know, yeah, you still have the rest of your day to try and figure, figure whatever out. And, you know, I, I got some books. Um, I have my yes. PlayStation, obviously. But I, I, more than anything, I think um, I'll just be able to, like, relax, right? Like, I think I'll be able to to sit down and just, mm-hmm. like you said, quiet my mind and, and meditate for a little bit and really come to terms with just appreciating yeah. being back in Australia, getting able to play basketball again after being hurt for so long, and just really, like, revamping up to, to when I finally do get out and get to Perth, right? Just being super excited. Yeah. Um, you know, the last couple of days and couple of weeks, I've been so go, go, go that I'm not saying this quarantine is like something I'm looking forward to, but it yeah. may be like the much needed, like little break and, and, and stop gate, you know, for me to just sit down and, and just take a step, you know, a second to just relax for a second. Right. That's the, and, that's the beauty of it for sure. And, and I, I think, think like you said, we're both so social and we're always mm-hmm. like, go, go, go. So yes, we have books and we have things we can do, but I think the idea of having, a period of time where like you can't do those other things that you're so accustomed mm-hmm. to doing, like going bowling, going, you know, meeting up with friends for dinner, all those things and being kind of like put in that position of, okay, those are no longer options. What right. now is kind mm-hmm. of like a tricky, a tricky place to be. Yeah. I think, um, and you know, just even coming, trying to come on with your last question, I think, you know, a lot of people, right. I think we all saw when, when COVID first started and it's kind of crazy that it's still going on now. And still affecting a lot of things now but when quarantine first started you know a lot of people were like oh my god i get this break finally like i get to be home they I said two weeks home. everyone said two right. weeks and everyone's like going crazy everyone's mm-hmm. like yeah this is what i needed and then it's like two months four months a year right and everyone's like now like i can't take this anymore but i think going into the mindset of like this two weeks is gonna be like a good mm-hmm. resetter for me right like just going in and and relaxing and reading these books that I have, you know, these good, like teaching books, life books, um, that I can go and read and relax will be really nice. Um, and then continue to, to develop my relationship with, with the team and Coach Morrison to kind of help me hit the ground running when I get out of quarantine, right? Like, I don't think it'll be um, something that's so smooth if I don't, you know, continue to work on it and build it. But I, I'm sure, like, as we keep talking and, and as he gets in and I get in, you know, everything will be super smooth sailing. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you have the the right tools and the right mindset for it. So I'm sure it'll be a lot easier just knowing that you've gone through it before, you've made it, right. and kind of the way you set yourself up uh, for this one. But mm-hmm. I wanted to pick your brain a little bit before, you know, you do enter into this next phase. What are some of the, these goals that you have for yourself? Maybe you take this time now to kind of uh, vocalize it, and then we can look back on it and say after this season, you know, what did you accomplish? What do you wish you would have done differently? Those kinds of things. Yeah, I'm hoping I don't regret anything when I come back, but obviously not. But maybe things you could, you know, you learn from things that you uh, saying in Australia last foresee. time. Uh, no, going, going forward, kind of like looking oh, yeah. ahead to this season. Uh, I'm just hoping, you know, this year, right? Like I'm, I'm going to try and change my diet and eat much healthier. And I've always stuck to the same kind of mantra, you know, just being the guy that's super dependable. And like when you when you feel like I'm on the court you guys have a chance to win. Like, and that's every athlete, you know, I feel like that's a huge skill, right? Huge asset when whether you're on the field, the court, the ice, whatever, the 
whatever it may be, right? Like mm-hmm. get the player whose teammates can always feel like when they're out there, we got a better chance of winning is always a good player, right? Like you always want that player on your team. And I've always, you know, kind of wanted and, you know, kind of uh, tried to be that, that type of player. And I think for me in Perth, right? Like mm-hmm. obviously I want to continue that, that championship streak going. You know, I want to make it 37 years. Like I want to be on the team that's, not in the finals for the first time, right? Like, I don't want that to be my team. Um, I want to win, and, I, and I, I just want everyone to enjoy it. I think when everyone's playing well, when everyone's, you know, when you're winning, what when the ball is moving quick, around. Like, not to cut you off, but to jump on that, for the fans that are so accustomed to winning, like, do you feel that there's a pressure there being, in, you know, the new imports coming over to the team? There's a high expectation of making it to that, that final stage and that championship. Like, does that feel any different for you no I actually don't feel the pressure at all like I, I think it'll be fun and it'll be a new challenge right like I think um Perth has decorated itself as a story tradition you know franchise and Australian basketball and Australian sports in general but I think I think the last couple of years right, like I've been put in positions where the team and the team culture has been kind of like going towards trying to go up right like they're trying to get yeah. to that pedestal and and that's completely fine. Like, you know, I'm happy to have the opportunity in all the situations I've been given. Um, but this is a new aspect and situation that will be fresh to me, right? Like going to a team that always wins or has a winning culture. They've been in the championship, you know, series 36 years in a row. And they're kind of the team that like similar to Lakers that you're like, wow, it's Perth or it's the Lakers, right? Like you, yeah. you're playing the team now, right? Like you're playing like the, the uh the bar and to, to be on a team like that right like it's not something that's easy like that doesn't happen overnight so i'm really excited to kind of get a first-hand look at what the culture is like in the locker room on the court with the guys like how they hold themselves accountable and how they hold themselves to that standard of perth basketball and i'm i'm like excited to finally get in and and, and kind of hold myself to that same standard because you know how intense i am and how you know kind of mm-hmm. crazy i am when it comes to to working and trying to work hard and yeah, and really push myself. So I'm excited to like to to fit right in, and yeah. uh, keep I, it going. Like you said, you know, just kind of thinking about your career so far, it it does feel like a, a whole new situation for you because, you know, not to knock any of the places you've been before, but with Northwestern, you were like their saving grace. Uh, this guy's gonna pull us up into a new, you know, uh, stratosphere, and we're gonna be a, a whole new basketball program with this guy Vic Law, and then, you know, you go through all that, and then you go to Orlando. In Orlando, who knows what the fuck Orlando's trying to do every yeah, year? They're, they're and, trying to, uh, I, you know, I, there when I was there, I know their their mission was trying to build through their young guys while also still competing, right? And that's different than playing on like a team like I don't know mm-hmm. Golden State or LA. That's like, no, we're just competing for a championship. Anything less is like a failure. So it's different. So now playing and then going to Brisbane, who was a new team in the league. Yeah, I was kind of like, you know, we're we're the underdog, but we're we feel like we're better than everybody. Yeah. So we gotta, you know, have the yeah, underdog mentality. Yeah. Now having going to Perth and like having the target on your back and being like a team that's you know gun for every night or being like the standard for the league of excellence. This is something I'm excited for. Like it's something that yeah. you know I I've, I've won it right. Like it's not something that I want to shy away from or or say oh I feel too much pressure. Like it's exactly what I wanted. So it's I'm happy. It's a good thing. It's a good thing because yeah. it's a good challenge for you to have, especially at this point in your career. Um, and I think it's very interesting how it came off the heels of playing for the Lakers 
and you kind of saw firsthand like Lakers fans were nuts. Like we expect <laughs> a lot, you know. Like you see, you, we talked about it when we were in Vegas. Like right. you're, you know, your people are messaging you. People are like seeing you playing for the Lakers, and it's a whole different experience than mm-hmm. you know your first time in summer league playing on the Magic, right? Just like the overall response. All right. Granted, you were starting, um, and that definitely probably drew a little bit more attention and just having that situation. No, but definitely playing on the Lakers is different. Like having the Lakers, you know, wearing the Lakers chest, on your shirt. Yeah. It's different, right? Like we had like, a ton of fans and LA people at the games, right? Like asking, are we the new 12, 13, 14, 15 man, right? Like they're super excited and super engaged all the time and, and are paying attention to every little small detail about everything. So LA definitely has a huge contingency that's nuts. But uh, it's good, right? Like, it, it, it's – if you could play on that stage, right, and it wasn't – like, it's just summer league. It's not like it's the the, the big time. But, you know, you yeah. definitely can feel that difference. So, I think it's a good transition into the next thing I want to talk about. We're getting close to the NBA season, and we've talked about my Lakers. What – do you have a kind of an outline of who you think the top ten teams are, kind of your preseason, preseason rankings? My top ten. Yeah. Top ten teams in the NBA. I'll let you go through yours first. I'll let you, you talk me through who you got in your top 10, and I'll go to my top 10. All right. And this is going to be controversial. It's not that controversial. And I know they just won a championship. You're going to have to, I want you to, I want you to, wow. I want you to number them and then give me, give us like a little quick analysis of each number. Okay. Well, one is easy for me. It's the Brooklyn Nets. And that's okay. until, that's because I'm assuming they're healthy. Okay. Until beaten, if they're healthy, that's the most terrifying team I can think of. Um, because I know what that looks like. I know how Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Kevin Durant look on the court together. And they added Patty Mills. Like, I'm terrified. They've always been hurt, though. Well, I'm just saying, like, I, I can see it. You know, I've seen them on the court together. So I can envision it. So they're number one. The Bucks. I'm going to put them at three because I got to put the Lakers at two. Okay. I haven't, I haven't seen the Lakers gel yet. I don't know what they look like. But with the off-season, I mean, the, yeah, the off-season additions that they have, do you I'm not feel like it's kind of crazy to put the Bucks at three, even though they just, they're just coming off a championship? I know I it's a think weird it's, year and everything, but still. I don't think it's crazy because I think I think it happens all the time. Like, a lot of things broke their way. And granted, to win a championship, that's, that has to happen. Right. But I'm thinking about it just in terms of, like, clean slate, everyone's healthy next season. I don't think the Bucks were beating the Nets if the Nets had two of their guys. Personally, okay. that's just my gut. So that's why right. I don't think it's that crazy. But all power to them. Like you know, they earned it. They earned it. I'm not taking anything away from them. But this is a new season, so I have them at three. This might, I feel like I got to put the Jazz four. They resigned Mike Conley, which is which is pretty big. Yeah, I, I like I just, their team. I think the Jazz are always going to be good. I think they'll always compete and be one of the top tier seeds in the West. I just want like I think everyone wants to see them go further in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I think they have a chance to do it. So I have I have Jazz. I'm gonna go Jazz Suns. So that's. Jazz at uh, four, Suns at five. This might be kind of crazy, and this is the one where I'm, ooh, this is tough. Sixers, I don't know if I can put six. I'm going to put the, I'm going to do something a little wild. I'm going to go Heat. I have a gut feeling the Heat are going to come back, and they're going to be with Kyle Lowry. I just have a feeling. Good feeling, okay. Feeling. I'm going to put them at six. I have a feeling. I'm going to go Nuggets at, at uh, seven. When do you think Jamal Murray plays? When do you think Jamal Murray um, plays? True, I forgot about that. All right, I'm going to bump them down to, I'm going to bump them down to eight. Okay. I'm going to put uh, the Mavericks at seven. Mavs? Okay. Big year for Porzingis? I, I think the Mavs are – I just I think Luka is just that good, and I just have a feeling they're going to they're gonna be good this year, like really good. 
Um, Is Luka winning MVP for you? I think so. I think he's going to go nuts. I really do. Uh, and then we have the. I'm putting the Clippers. At, I'm going to go. The war. Are the Warriors going to have Clay back in, uh, for the whole season? Yeah. yeah. Apparently they're supposed to like ramp up. He'll play spot minutes and he's supposed to ramp up around Christmas. That's what like all the media is saying. So uh, this is tough. I'll do the Clippers and then the Warriors to round it out. Okay. I um. I mean that's that sounds fine. Even without Kawhi, you still got the Clippers as a top ten team. I think so. Okay. I I'm going to do something different. I'm going to do. My top four seeds in the East and top four seeds in the West. All right, fine. And I'll Take give you, well. I'll give you two wild cards, like one okay. and one in each division. I think in the East you got Brooklyn at one. You know, I, I think like we both said, I think Brooklyn has a ton of talent, um, and they've been signing, making some key additions in the offseason with Patty Mills. They just got Paul Millsap and Aldridge. You know, it's coming back. Yeah, they're gonna I'm, have I'm a good hoping, team. hoping you know, with uh, whatever was going on last year with his heart or whatever that he can stay healthy. I think number two will be the Bucks. You know, I don't think you can rule out Giannis and the Bucks. Uh, I think the Bucks, you know, get better, not get better, but you know, I, I think they they brought back some key pieces. They obviously lost PJ Tucker, but they kept Bobby Portis, Divincenzo's back, um, and you know, I, I think they could be good. Like, I think they still have their core mm-hmm. of the team, and I, I think they could be a really good team. Uh, at, yeah. At three, I have the Hawks. I got Atlanta. Coming back strong, I think Atlanta is super young and super talented. Uh, I think they gave um, the Bucks a run for their money. Like I think Trey Young yeah. and, and that cast were, were doing great, and so I'm super excited to see what they what they can do. John Collins just got that new max DeAndre um, Hunter was injured. extension. DeAndre yeah. Hunter was and he's injured, injured for so. a, for a good portion good portion of their little run. So I'm really excited to see what they do. Yeah, uh, at, at four is tough for me because I want to I want to say Philly right like. I think Philly has some talent, and it'd be interesting to see what they do with if ben. they keep Ben Simmons. Like I, I think they will keep him. I don't know. It's not yeah, a hot I take, agree. but I think I think they keep him because I don't think they're getting any yeah I don't any think play enough. like from other teams, right? Like I think like John Wall just requested for a, a trade for the Rockets, and people were saying maybe John Wall for Ben Simmons, and I don't think Daryl Moore is going to take that. Um, yeah, I don't think so either. Especially dealing with that, I, I I highly doubt he'll take that, but. You know, it'll be interesting to see what they do with him and like what pieces they can get back if they do deal him. Um, so I got the Celtics. Four. Celtics have an interesting team. So my wild card for the East was going to be the Celtics, Knicks, or the Heat. And I think the Knicks, you know, if they add a little more shooting, the toughness and defense they have on that team, along with Julius Randle, Derrick Rose, it's very exciting. You know, I, I think Tibbs has them playing well in New York. Is super excited to have the Knicks good again. Boston will be interesting to see. Right, like they got their new coach that everyone's excited about. Um, they gave Marcus Smart the new deal, so I, I can only imagine their bank. And they brought back Al Horford. They signed Dennis Schroeder and Josh right. Richardson. So it'll be an interesting lineup to see like what they do out there. You know, to see Jalen Brown, who's coming back from injury, along with Tatum, like continue to develop the Heat. Right, like you want to see how Lowry plays, like how he um, fits into that team. I don't know if they have a ton of depth because Drogic is no longer on the team, right? Uh, he got traded to Toronto. Right, so I don't know how much depth they have. But, you know, I think, you know, I love Jimmy Butler. Uh, Duncan's our guy. So I think he will always be a, uh, a competitive yeah, out. And they I added think P.J. Be- Tucker. They have Victor Oladipo still, I think, too. They do. He, he came back. They added Gabe Vincent, Shrews, and Yurt Seven to uh, round out, you know, some of their rotational guys. So I think, I think they, can be, they can be a strong out, right? Like, I think they always will be. And 
I know um, Spolstra will have those boys ready to go. In the West, I'm going to go with – I think I think L.A. is one. Like, I'm hoping L.A. is healthy, right? Like, I hope everyone is healthy this year. But I hope L.A. is healthy and, and they can play, right? And I hope that whatever whatever the scheme they have with, the, with those guys yeah. works and they play and, they you know, they get the amount of rest that they need. Um, and I think, you know, L.A. kind of speaks for itself, right? They have kind of veteran talent and talent on that team. At two, I'm going to go with the Suns. You know, I think the Suns will be back and, you know, kind of better. I think their young guys have gotten better. They got a taste of the finals. And, they'll, you know, they, they know how to win now, right? Like, they've seen it mm-hmm. regardless of how the year went. Like, they've seen and gotten a taste of, of, of big-time basketball when the lights are on. So, you know, I think they'll continue to develop and get a ton better. At three, I would say – I'm going to go Golden State because I think the Warriors will be, like, revamped. You know, I think they'll be good. Yeah. I think they'll be healthy. Like, hopefully, you know, Clay comes back and, and it's really good. I hope Steph continues his tear. Um, and, they, and they kind of form with the, with the new rookies and young talent they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, at four, you know, I'm going to say the Jazz. Like, I think the Jazz obviously are always a contender, right? Like, the Jazz, I figured out the formula where they shoot a ton of threes. They play great defense. And they're super hard to play in Utah. Um, so, I think the Jazz will, will be a top seed. I don't know how, how tough they'll be in the playoffs. But I know in the regular season they'll be super tough, as always. And I'm hoping they make that jump. They've been the they've been kind of they've been pretty tough out in the playoffs. I mean, they definitely play hard. And Don, I mean, Donovan Mitchell plays hard. Like he's hard to guard. I love like, the guys. He, I'm not saying I'm not saying that they're not a good team. I'm just saying like I, I'm hoping they take the next step in the playoffs. Like they yeah. continue to move upward. Um, because I think I think they're in a window now, right? Where they're where they're having their success. And I don't yeah. want this with like them to pass this window without at least getting to Washington Conference Finals or getting to the NBA Finals, right? And I think. I think that's four, and I think you know my my kind of wild card teams in the West, the Mavs. Mm-hmm. I want I want the Grizzlies to like make this make this jump. Right? I want them to really be competitive and make the jump. See John Morant, Jaron Jackson make that big jump. Dylan Brooks make that jump and become become really really good. I mean they're already good. They're budding stars now, and I'm hoping they get continue to get better. And you know you got to put the Clippers in there, right? Or did I say? Yeah, well, I don't. I said the, I, I said the Mavs, Grizzlies, so. and then the Clippers. Yeah. The Clippers will be. Clippers will be back, you know. They'll, I mean, we'll they, see when Kawhi's back, but I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be right. in it until he's back. They'll compete. When is the uh, new stadium built? I think it. I don't know. Are they title whole like, done launch now? thing today? I, it looked like it based on the launch today, but I don't know if it's going to be operational for the start of the season. But it might right. be like foundationally built. I, I don't know. Right. I honestly don't care about the Clippers that much, so I kind of don't really. You're pay a hater. You're supposed, to, you're supposed to put your objective lens on for the I, show i did for God. the ranking i did for the ranking <laughs> but outside of that like i don't care <laughs> okay okay <laughs> every well, year the same shit well oh come on jake come on come on from the they, clippers they fans the... from the clippers fans they always talk crazy uh, and i, they, I don't start the western conference finals they i don't the western start conference finals? i don't care they never made it to the finals well let's check themselves forward hey they're getting close they're getting but close this, sure look, i want it look i was rooting for them I was rooting for them. They were going to do it. That was their year. If we're out of it, like, I'm happy for them. I want them to succeed because I don't care. Like, I know what we're going to do. I know what we've done. So, so you would have so you you went to the parade if the Clippers won? No, probably not that. But I would have been like, hey, you know what? Congrats. Like, enjoy your ring. It's the first one. Hey, it might you know be, what? <laughs> it might be your last. But, you know, I'm spoiled. I'm spoiled. Um, but, yeah, let's let's get into week one NFL because right. your Bears lost to my Rams, and that was fun. Um, we had talked about that for a while. Honestly, it was since unbelievable. The schedule was released. 
I can't wait. I can't wait to holler about this. Give me one second. I, I got to get out of my thoughts for this one. All right, you need some time. Well, I'll just say, I mean, it was it was talked about, I think you originally, when you got Justin Fields and you called me, you were like, this is it. Like, you, you know, Justin Fields, he's our guy. It's no problem. You guys, week one, can't wait. You're going to get destroyed. And then all of a sudden, it looks like Andy Dalton's your starter. So that was pretty cool. It was crazy. At first, at first, before the game, though, and yeah. let me let me just let me preface. Yeah, go ahead. Before the game, I was really in the bandwagon of don't play Justin Fields to start the season. You know, I thought our offensive line wouldn't be that good. You know, I, I didn't want him to get hurt or like, you know, go out there. Most rookie quarterbacks aren't like super successful right out of the bat. So, I, you know, I didn't want to play him and have the whole city be like, we need to win right, right, right now. You right. know, as you saw in week one, the defense looks like kind of long in the tooth and and discombobulated I mean, a little bit. Cooper Cup had two long, like what was it, like 40-yard touchdown catches. I mean, it was just – there was nobody there. They were wide open. Well, Stafford I only was saw playing Cooper catch. Cup get one long wide open touchdown catch. Oh, one long. Van he Jefferson. threw the other one. I saw oh, Van, Van Jefferson. Jefferson get one. Yeah, all right. Van Jefferson. But Cooper Cup had two touchdowns. But now now I don't know, right? Like, I've listened to some podcasts. I've seen some shows. And talking about Zach, you know, uh, they got from the Jets. Is, that, is it Zach Wilson? Zach Wilson, yeah. Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence. You can go down, like Trey Lance got snaps. Like you can go online, like all yeah. these uh, young guys starting. I mean, and hey, Justin Fields got a touchdown. Well, he did, but you now, now it's putting me in the mindset of like, like what are we trying to do, right? Like, are we just trying to are we trying to like win eight nine games, right? Like, and and the NFC North doesn't look that strong as a division if the Packers and Vikings, you know, are looking like how they did week one. Like, I don't, I don't want to do my week one overreactions, which would be great. I, th- I think we should do some week one overreactions. But, I, I you know, Go I'm ahead, saying, like, I think the NFC North, right, like, in week one, the NFC North looked easily like one of the, the one of the worst divisions in football. But who's the, fourth, who's the fourth team in that division? The Lions. Oh, yeah. Ugh. I mean, hold on now, Jared, your boy Jared Goff brought the Lions back against the Niners. I know. He didn't look bad. He didn't look bad. So, good come on. They, that was a good comeback in the second half. But – um, yeah, the, the Bears, I, I don't know, right? Like, when I, when I think about it, I don't think it was the offense why the Bears looked so bad in week one. But then again, I'm not saying the offense was good either, right? Like, I, I it's, it's hard to, to drive down the field, get a good, good kickoff return. Montgomery gets, you know, a good good burst for 40 yards, and I still don't think we give him the ball enough. And, yeah. and, and, and then we put Justin Fields in as just like a, you know, give him a taste. And then we take – Andy Dalton's whole rhythm away, right? Like, he goes out, Andy Dalton comes out, and he comes right back in, and now he has to throw. And he throws kind of a ball, like, I think it was high, and it gets tipped. It is an interception in the red zone, and it's not how we need to start. Then the defense comes out. I can only imagine expecting to have, like, some kind of cushion. And the first play, like, the first or second play, they give a 70-yard touchdown, yeah. and the guy falls, and no one touches him. We got two DBs back there. No yeah. one touches him, and he runs in. Bad. Like, I don't, I don't want to be super critical of athletes you know, as, as a fellow athlete, but as a Bears fan, like if I'm taking my athlete cap off and yeah, putting my fan fans. cap on, it was not like great to watch. Like, I'm texting you and even I had to say like, yeah, I got to watch I remember the Cooper Cup touchdown. I was like, I got to check this off. Like, it's, there, were all the, there were four DBs that turned around as he walked in his zone, looking yeah. at each other like, what the hell just happened? And that's not like a great sign of defense, especially week one. Like two – 50 yard, 50 it. plus yard touchdowns. Bounce back. We gave up the 
we gave up the highest passer rating in Bears history that game. Yeah, what was he? To was Matt like Stafford, who's on his first, yeah, who's <laughs> on his first game with the Rams, right? Like, you know, like I, I understand their running back hurt, tough. so he had to pass it, but still, like the Bears should have some kind of familiarity with Matt Stafford playing him they in Detroit should. all those years, and then he just comes out and torches us. So well, he looked excited. You know, honestly. I don't know. I mean, they're in the. I kind of don't. Don't take it for granted that the they were in their new stadium. Younger. They were in I want the Bears to start over and get younger. You're blowing it up already. Yeah. Bears, I, said I, can't, I want the I Bears can't to wait. get younger. I can't wait for week two. You guys have some amazing win. And it's just at your back. Week two is against the Bengals. Okay. If week we don't beat the Bengals, we're on like a – you got to think, if we don't beat the Bengals and the Lions twice, where's our <laughs> record? Like, what is our record looking like? It's not good. So, we got – here, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, we already did it. And I, and I told you. Yeah. Seven and ten for the Bears, but that was counting a Bengals win and two Lions wins. So if we can't beat the Bengals or Lions, then we are in in good spot for the number one pick. But here we got the the Bengals who looked good against the Vikings. You know they mm-hmm. they looked pretty pretty efficient against them. Then we have the Browns, tough out mm-hmm. in Cleveland. Lions, there you go. That's that's the win you got to say you got to win. Um. The Raiders, who looked okay in Las Vegas. Packers. So here's really where it gets tough. Mm-hmm. In week six, we got Packers, Buccaneers, Niners, Steelers, Ravens. It's five games in a row, and we're kind of in a gauntlet there where you're hoping you go two and three in that. Like, as a, as a, as a, an unrealistic Bears fan, I'm saying you're hoping to go five and oh in that. Of course you are. I'm saying you, you're hoping to. If this is a Do Packers something. down, you're hoping to beat the Packers, lose in Tampa, beat the beat the Steelers, lose to the Niners, mm-hmm. and no, no, lose the Buccaneers, lose the Niners, maybe beat the Steelers and the Ravens back to back. I maybe. mean, look, it's tough for you, and I, I feel you, and I think this is a great start to the overreaction because the way you sound right now is that just just destroy you know destroy the team, get rid of the franchise, blow it up, it's over, it's done for the Bears. <laughs> Chicago destroy the franchise. The I don't think it's destroy over. the franchise. It's done. Right. It's over. We just took it there. I didn't say it's that. It's done. It's over. I just said I think we need we need to get young. Like we need to address the offensive line. We need to. You know, Jason Peters is forty. You know, we yeah. we need to finally address the line. Yeah. The defensive line like looks like we, we didn't get much pressure on Stafford back there, right? Like Akeem no, Higgs uh, did his thing, yeah. and, and he's trying to get that contract extension, so he did his thing. But we don't have Danny Trevathan and. We still got some other guys hurt, so like Rokon Smith and his axe do more than he's he's you know mm-hmm. that he's doing. Eddie Jackson didn't look great that week one game, and and Khalil Mack is getting doubled. And if the Bears are gonna be like like a contender this year, like compete for the NFC North, he has to be like freakishly good, like you know. And and that's somewhat unrealistic because he gets doubled and tripled every game. But clearly, we need you back there. Tell you what, we need return of the Mac. We need you back there every time. And we need 10 fumbles for us this year. Well, that's a lot. But we'll see what he can do. I'm going to give you my break. My overreactions are just comments mm-hmm. based on each game from week one. Okay? I also beat you in fantasy week one. Uh, no one cares about that. No one cares about that. I beat you in fantasy football week one. And I really, really just showed off my GM skills there that last no, if I had Gronk, tied. If I had Gronk in, it would have been a different story. So I it was tied. It was tied going in. No, you were my winning. Midnight. It, it, I was winning about a point. Going into Monday night, Darren Waller, my team, versus Mark Andrews, your team. And I think we know how that ended. Darren Waller ended, took care of business. He got 20 targets. Horribly for me. Horribly. <laughs> but I'm going to get into just overall week one. 
my takeaways. So Niners Lions, Jared Goff isn't the problem uh, necessarily. Uh, okay. Cardinals Titans. I'm a great GM for taking Kyler Murray as my quarterback. And the Titans NFC look West. really discombobulated. Titans oh, look yeah. really Derrick Henry was a mistake uh, as of now. Um, no, no. Well, it's it's not him. It's the line. If they're no, not up, I'm not blaming 10, him. 10 I'm just saying. You can't run that much. I made I made a mistake. So far, as of week okay. one. Uh, I mean, all right. It's overreactions, people. Overreactions. NFC West is okay. still terrifying. This is horrible for my Rams. NFC West is loaded, yes. Uh, Seahawks, Colts, again, NFC West, Jesus. Uh, Chargers, Washington, not too bothered by either team. Chargers look good, though. Chargers are in the playoffs for me this year. Uh, that's a, Okay, there's that. I am uh, i don't feel Chargers so much way in. about this one. Um, Justin Herbert's good. Chargers are in. Jets, Panthers. Yeah, I don't feel much about this one either. Uh, it's hard to have a reaction to that. Uh, Texans, Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor. How about Tyron Taylor? Tyrod he, Taylor. Needs some, he needs some respect. Right? He needs some respect. Without, without the Chargers training staff, staff puncturing his lung last yeah. year, Herbert doesn't get out there, but still, Tyrod Taylor is a good – They tried to kill him, and they Tyrod Taylor cannot be killed. They tried and failed, and he's Good back quarterback in the NFL. He deserves his respect. Yeah, he put up 37 points. All right. Uh, Chiefs Browns, crazy game. Good game. Uh, Patrick Chiefs, Mahomes is Chiefs didn't win that game. The Browns lost it. Baker yeah. Mayfield just put one more drive together. The Browns would have won. I think it's Nick Chubbin. You can say if Nick Chubbin fumble. Uh, Baker's still definitely my guy. So that good quarterback, good all around guy. That's my. Guy. There are a ton of there are a ton of things like you could check out the list. Like if this didn't happen, this didn't happen, if this didn't happen. Browns win, but Chubb fumble could have put it. Couldn't get past midfield. Interception with a minute left. Like, you know, they, they, they could have won. It's interesting uh, to see if Odell plays, like, do they win that game? Yeah, maybe, maybe. But the Chiefs are still really hard to beat. Yeah, Something for sure, like especially in you Arrowhead. Yeah. You can't make mistakes against the Chiefs. Uh, Dolphins, Patriots. Good game, real good game. I think the Dolphins good are good this year. I think it'll the be, Patriots are good this year. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, Matt Jones definitely surprised me. He looked he looked like an NFL good. quarterback. Yeah, he looked like an NFL quarterback. He looks good. Um, I mean, this it looks, is good. When, it looks better than just an NFL quarterback. It looks good. This is what I'm excited about is the Saints-Packers. I am blown away by the Packers' performance. And yeah, they putting came out flat as, a, flat as a quarter. Here I was thinking I was going to take Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback, and somebody took him before me, thank God. Um, <laughs> again, week one. But, you know, Jameis Winston might be the best quarterback in the NFL. I don't know. Five oh, touchdowns? my God. That's the over 14 of 20? 14 of 20? Not even letting him, not even letting him air it out like that. He could have had ten touchdowns. He had fourteen of twenty, and he had five touchdowns. I mean, God, amazing. Uh, Broncos, Famous Giants is back. Broncos, Giants. Like Teddy, Teddy two gloves looks good out there. Bridgewater. Are you are are you are you done with Daniel Jones? If you're a Giants fan, are you in or out on Daniel Jones? So my roommate's a Giants fan, and we had this conversation, and it was kind of Carter is to the Jared Goff feelings that I had. Carter is a Giants fan. Yeah, yeah, he's a Giants fan. Why is he a Giants fan? I think his family's from the. Is family. he in there? Get him, get him in here. Is he in there? He's in his room right now. He's in his room right oh, now. Oh my god! But um, but he had the same feelings I had for Jared Goff. Is you know, like you're like, okay, this is our guy. The franchise clearly has put interest and in, and in money behind this person. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to change tomorrow. But you know, the person's not a championship quarterback. They haven't done it yet to show you that they're a championship winning quarterback. And that's a really tough place to be. It's like being in limbo a little bit. You're like, this is our guy, but like, I don't 100% believe in this guy. You know? I think him and Jameis have the most turnovers in the league since he's gotten into the NFL. That's, I mean, that's not surprising. Which is not great. That's not surprising at all. 
But it's not I'm, great for our board James. I love James. But the, I don't the want him thing about the NFC is like the Cowboys are always the favorite to win it. And if that's the case, you're always in the play. NFC East, right? Yeah, you're always in play if the Cowboys are. No, Cowboys are good this year. They're no, they're always the, good. the defense. They're defense always isn't good. good. The, and and uh, the, oh. their defensive end just got mm-hmm. Alfred broke his foot. Alfred season. So the defense is not good, but that offense is good. 100%. It's gonna be a shootout every game, and I think Dak is like back. I agree with you about the offense, but they somehow always find a way to make it. Like I think. What was the the team that made it into the playoffs last year? Was the Cowboys, and it was like the, the no, like no, game. no Washington, Washington made it. Washington made it. I'm getting confused because they didn't have Dak. I'm thinking of you earlier. And Washington gave the Buccaneers a good game. I know. What was their record? They were like seven and nine. Or yeah, something like that. Yeah, nine. exactly. Like <laughs> it was the playoffs with a with a losing record mm-hmm. in the NFCs. But yes, granted, Dak was hurt that year. Um, but right. no, it'll be interesting to see how it all unfolds. And week two is this weekend, and you won't be able to watch it. I'll be following. Dak's back. My Mississippi State guy is back. Looks great. CD Lamb's open all the time. Their offense looks good. But it's funny that you say that. Are we not talking about the Eagles? Jalen Hurts looks good. Oh, yeah, Eagles. I like Jalen Hurts. I'm a big fan of Jalen Hurts. I think that he's their franchise quarterback, personally. Did the Eagles look good, or were the Falcons just really bad? Combo. Combo. Oh, man. How about me? I got as a Mike GM. Davis on my fantasy team, and I was really hoping he was gonna have a breakout game. Me as a GM putting Rieger in, giving Rieger the flex start last minute. Yeah, <laughs> touchdown. Yeah, no, I mean they, they got some they got some good pieces. They run a lot of they run like a weird offense with Hertz because he runs, but they got some good pieces now. I, I think uh who who do they have this week? Do you know they, they who the uh the Eagles have, I'll tell you right now. I got you. They play the Niners. They play the Niners. It's a That's tough game. Tough. That'll be a tough game. Niners are far away from home, though. They could, pull it out. they could pull it out. I, I think if they protect Jalen Hurts, I think they'll be fine. Like, I think their offense will move. It'll just be that their defense can continue to get pressure on, you know, Jimmy G. We'll see. We will see. But it's been kind of – I mean, it's been a fun start for sure. I'm, I'm definitely excited to see what happens this season. I think that the my overall takeaways are the Buccaneers – like, I still think the Buccaneers look really good offensively. So Defensively, I, they look kind of old. Yeah, but I mean, I think they're in it. I, I don't know. I think they're a contender. When you have Tom Brady, like, yeah, it's yeah, it fine. unbelievable. So I, them. Well, are the are the Rams in the playoffs? And that's two bro. Is it the? It's going to be really tough. I don't know what's going to happen in the NFC West. I have to see how they play against good teams in the NFC West. Like, I have to see how they stack up with the Seahawks and the Cardinals. Like, my gut says yes, but that's a lot. Like that division is tough. They got to play all those guys yeah. and the Niners. They got to play them all twice. And like they're all going to be beating other teams. If they win, if they win eleven games, this is a good season. Not really. Oh, oh yes. Like so? they go eleven and six is a good season. Twelve and five, good season. It is, but I don't know if that'll be. I don't know. I don't know if that'll be enough. We'll see. As good as the Rams' defense is supposed to be, all I'm going to say is the Bears are moving the ball a little bit on them. They were. It was and our crazy. offense is not great. Montgomery was doing whatever he wanted. Yeah, I was blown away. But what's, what's crazy is the off, offensive line until the end held up like decently fine against the pass rush. Which was good. Yeah, until Donald said, I have to get this sack, and he got it. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Until, until the end, like, they were fine. Like, they were hoping, opening up holes for Montgomery to run through. Well, give Don, I think, give Dalton credit, too. He was getting the ball out really fast. Like, he was really – That was the game plan, though. Like, don't no, let totally. the pass rush get to him. Run the ball. Quick, quick yard. But I also think that was a problem. Like, if you're not running past the sticks ever, and that puts a lot of pressure on the receivers and the quarterback. Because after a while, like, you know, as, as any athlete and as you that play basketball, you start learning what the other team is trying to do right now. You kind of get a feel for 
what their game plan could be. So as Jalen Ramsey or whatever the other corner name is on the Rams, as you're seeing all your receivers, every guy you're matched up with runs about three yards and stops, I'm sure you're going to get a little more aggressive. And you're just going to say, look, you're going to have to beat me over the top. Yeah. But I don't think – yeah, they didn't really give up any big plays, though. It was just a whole We lot. didn't try to go for any big yeah, plays. No, like, the only was, big play we had was the run. Yeah. And it worked. So I think that was something that we have to address for sure. Like, I remember watching the game and being pretty frustrated how easily Montgomery was just getting first downs. So right. we'll see. But I'll stop us before we go on for, for hours about this. Well, good luck with your flight. I'm bummed I won't see you tomorrow in L.A. because you let me know last minute that you're going to be here. Oh, that's right. That's I got me. plans. You know how it is. You got to let me know in advance. Yeah, but, um, right. but no, excited for you with this next chapter, and uh, I'll check in on you in quarantine. For sure. Appreciate you, guy. Thanks for doing right. this. Peace. This podcast is presented by Bristol Studio. Sound editing by Rashad Allen. Music by James Grissom. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.